From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the importance of taking action to create change in your marriage. And this week up on Instagram, we posted this quote. It said, being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness. Rather, it is a sign of strength. It takes courage to let others into your world. And we're going to be talking about courage as it relates to change and change that we each need to start and make in our own marriages this week. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, we love having you as part of the One family. The hug is an opportunity to hear from others in the One audience to mm-hmm. talk about the change, hear about the change and hear about what they're going through in their lives and this week's hug, this week's hug is sponsored by Call to Love, experiencing your best marriage through the words of Jesus. Our newest book has just launched and you can find it at calltolovebook.com. In this book, you're going to be equipped to look at your spouse the way that Jesus does, to take time to pray for your marriage instead of just throwing up those, you know, heaven help me or God change my spouse moments. Mm-hmm. How to transform your relationship into what God intended for your marriage when the two of you became one. And as you're listening to the show, those of you that are listening to it on um, on Tuesday when it first releases, Tuesday, April 4th, today is release day. And we're offering a very special bonus through Friday on our website. With the purchase of the book, you can get the audio book for free. But for those of you that are listening to this podcast, for our podcast listeners who may be listening to this at any time in the future, we want to give you a special thank you. When you order the book, go to bonus at calltolovebook.com and email us your receipt. We're going to send you the free audio book, the extra videos, all of the bonuses. Yeah. So again, when you buy the book, whether it's this week or when you hear this podcast in the future, go to bonus at calltolovebook.com, email us your receipt, and we will send those to you because we love you guys. And we want to make sure to our faithful audience, listening audience that you get the audio book. Right. So this week's hug actually came via an email. And it's one of those messages that we love reading because it started off with, we did it, which means that a couple completed the seven days of sex challenge. And, and this, this story is a little unique because here's how it starts off. We are both paramedics working opposite 24 hour shifts. Wow. We only see each other 10 days a month, never two days in a row. And there are four straight days apart every week. And we have four kids, three of which are under three. So before I read the rest of what gets shared here, can I just tell you that if you've been making the excuse that you don't have time to do the seven days of sex challenge, these guys just called you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cause Heck, th- they called me out th- like stop using. We don't have time or we've got young kids as your excuse. He goes on to say a few months ago, I came across the one extraordinary marriage podcast and was hooked. I shared them with my wife. I didn't know if she was going to be interested. Not only was she interested, she wanted to jump right in. They found that so often they were just saying, oh my gosh, that sounds just like us. They realized that they'd been putting the kids ahead of their marriage. He goes on to say, we had so much damage in our relationship because of rejection. We were often just quote, so tired. We both decided to go all in and start the intimacy lifestyle immediately. Mm. This is the first time we've ever been intentional about our sex life. Seeing my wife initiating sex so often now has blown my mind. (laughs) I'm definitely the high desire one and not having to wonder if sex is or isn't going to happen and not having to deal with rejection. It's been so refreshing. 
after reading your book and listening to your podcast, we decided to do the seven day sex challenge. Now we had to get a little creative mm-hmm. and obviously they shared what their schedules look like, but he went on to say that when they finally picked a date, it was about a month in advance. And he had this to say, he said, I would definitely schedule a date in the future because having that anticipation was so exciting. Mm. Plan ahead so that you can enjoy the anticipation. One of the many things I've taken away from this is how much pleasure I get in providing acts of service to my wife. Less stress for her, more quality time for us. We know that being intentional and committing to the intimacy lifestyle will keep the doors of communication wide open for us. We have a newfound love and respect for each other that I didn't know was possible. Wow. Thank you guys for what you do. We are proud to be a part of the one family. Love you guys. Awesome. I just, you want to talk about change? I mean, yeah. like I'm going to, before we jump in, this was a couple that realized they needed to do something. And what did they do? One person, you know, one person took the lead for what they could change, right? This husband found the One Extraordinary Marriage show and said, I'm going to bring this to my wife, not knowing what her reaction was going to be. There are a couple that has schedules that are completely, you know, most of us would consider completely crazy because they're like opposite shifts and all this kind of stuff. And they still desired to make change. So they didn't let, they didn't let what most people would consider an obstacle, crazy work schedules, lots of young kids become their excuse for not creating change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we, as we move in today's show, you know, we hear of so many couples that are stuck. I mean, these guys could be a prime example, right? And they were. And they were. Right. You know, our our marriage is drifting apart. We've got rejection. We don't see each other. We have young kids. We have busy, full lives and and schedules and all this kind of stuff. And and so we're stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. There's there's people say they're stuck in the same routine. Right. We hear this a lot when people are talking about their sex life. We do the same thing every single time we hear talk about the same fights. I can't tell you how many coaching calls that I've been on the first time when I meet with a couple and they're saying we have the same fight over and over again. Got to break those cycles. Well, and that's, that's the other part of it. You're in the cycle, mm-hmm. right? You're living life in the cycle that just, it's like, I don't know if you guys remember some of you, this may date me. So I'm just going to like put it out there, but you know, years and years ago, Bill Murray did a movie called Groundhog Day. And basically in that movie, and he, if you haven't seen it go on Netflix, I'm sure it's there. And you don't have to watch like the whole thing, but you know, watch like, a little bit of it just to get a sense of what this looks like. But, but essentially he was waking up and repeating the same day over and over again. And I know we've had seasons like this in our marriage where it just feels like every day looks like the day before. Right. Like, you know, and I love how this couple that we shared in the hug, I love how when they knew the seven days of sex challenge was a month in the future, the anticipation started creating a shift. Why? Because they were taking action. Right. They, they were they were getting out of that place of repetition, right, because their lives, it, guys, when you're in those patterns, when you're in those cycles, when you're having the same fights over and over again, marriage gets a little boring. Well, and I also believe that when we have something like that, that we're anticipating together as a couple, we're also able to begin to prepare. So we're able to prepare for this time. And one of the ways that we're able to do something is we can romance our spouse, mm-hmm. right? We can romance our spouse and we can begin to make that shift. Right. So it's not just, oh my goodness, all of a sudden it just happened and it hit us, but it's, it's now like we're, we're leading up to that. So things begin to happen in our lives. 
because when you're not creating anticipation in in your marriage, when you're living in the same fights over and over again, when you're doing this groundhog day, you've got these feelings of disconnect, Mm -hmm. right? I I hear statements and I know when Tony and I have had conversations with other couples, you know, somebody will say, and maybe you've said this yourself, well, this is as good as it gets. Mm. Mm. I actually am pretty proud of the fact that our marriage is where it is now is not as good as it gets. I will tell you that every year gets better. You know, Tony and I have been married 20 years, over 20 years now. And it takes us, both of us, looking at our lives and creating change because mm-hmm. it can get boring. And even for us, I'm, I'm going to share this, even for us, as much as we talk about the different intimacies, we can we can still get in our same place and we got to shift it up we got to change it up you know sexually we got to we got to get outside of that well this is what works and we've talked about it you know a lot of times it's the way um, i'm able to give elisa an orgasm you know it's it's the same thing so we got to change things up mm-hmm. and shift well and you know so you get to that place of of disconnect of boredom of repetition and and you're saying things like well this is as good as it gets or well you know whatever or my personal favorite it is what it is. And you know, in that place, and I actually, I want to share what happened to us a couple of nights ago. So Tony and I were sitting down and we were talking about some financial um, circumstances with the business. And, and so Tony's like, I want you to be a part of this, right? I, you, you know, we need to have this conversation. We need to do this. And, and one of our, you know, communication challenges in the past has been, well, Tony, you know, especially in the early years of our marriage, Tony would say things like, well, this is, this is how it's going to be. Like, I, I kind of want your input because I feel like I should ask for your input, but just kidding. <laughs> I just want you to sit there. And so we're sitting down and we're, and we're doing this, right? And so I ask a question about a number on the spreadsheet. And Tony's like, you don't need to worry about that. And, and my natural instinct was to immediately start to retreat, create disconnect in the marriage because I felt like I'd been, you know, literally I felt like I'd been shut up. And, you know, so we have this place where I'm like, ooh, I feel like I want to retreat. And in that, the the logical part of my brain that's been working on communication and, and everything in our marriage for the last nine years says, uh-uh, like you're going to call this out and we're going to deal with it right now. And so I said, hey, can I, can I just like, can we call a timeout here? Can we do something different? And this is, this is part of where that change comes from because I didn't want to have the same fight. I didn't want to go into the same behavior pattern that I knew wasn't effective because we've been calling out the fact that I, I, I don't need to shut down in my marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. right? This has been literally me not shutting down has been a nine year process. And so I say to Tony, I'm like, Hey, um, honey, you asked me to be a part of this. You said that you wanted my input. You said that you wanted me to participate. I'm going to tell you that when I ask you a question, I don't need to be shut down. I don't need to be told that that number is not important because for some reason that number seems important to me and, and just a little guidance on the significance of that number. It's not like I'm going to camp on it. But it, it created this opportunity for us to shift the communication. Guys, this was like four days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Married 20 years, doing one extraordinary marriage. we got seven years of podcast and we're still working on our communication. So let me just tell you, this change thing is not a magic fairy wand. It's not fairy dust that you sprinkle over your marriage and you say, poof, you know, be changed. This is a process and we have to get involved in this process because, you know, we're on this journey called marriage. It's not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And, and early on in your marriage, in, in your dating relationship, like everything was new and exciting. And, and we've got to work harder now the longer we've been together. Because some of you listening to the show, 
you've been together five, 10, 20, 30. We know we've got couples listening to the show. They've been married 40 plus years. Okay. So one extraordinary marriage literally runs the gamut of marriages. And I don't care how long you've been married. Things can get routine, right? And, and we've got to, we've got to make this, this decision in our heads. And when I say our heads, I mean you and your spouse individually, that we're going to do life different because we need the anticipation. We need the excitement. We need to wonder, I wonder, you know, what's tomorrow going to bring in our marriage? Right. And you may be going through a season where it's been challenging, right? There's been a challenge that you have faced in different areas of your life. It may be with work. It may be with family members. It may that it may be within your own marriage. And yet we can come together as husband and wife and determine that, you know what? The season has ended, mm-hmm. right? The season ended. We, we realize that we've walked through that season and yet we're still holding on to that season, even though that season ended six months ago. And so t- today's the time where you got to go, it's done. The past happened. It's there. You may have lost a parent and it's rocked you to the core. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hey, my condolences to you, truly. And yet... You got to start moving forward in your life, in your marriage. You got a spouse there who's waiting for you to to reengage. You need it. You need. There's change that needs to begin to happen in you. Where that comes from, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that here in a little bit. But you gotta you gotta recognize that. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are in a good spot, right? We have those seasons where we're just like, man, we are rocking and everything is rolling. I mean, this couple we talked about in the hug. I mean, they're just cranking along. And that is another time when you, you, there's so much good happening, change can still happen because you can start to really go and start tweaking and going, wow, look what we can do now. Look where we can look what we can uh, execute now in our marriage so that way we connect even deeper, even more so. Because just because things are just going are going great right now, right in that season, you can still learn from yourselves and each other and go, wow. Okay, here's where we're going next. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk real quick about why we stay in those patterns, right? Because, you know, we've all got them. I will tell you, Tony, I mean, Tony, and I've got a lot of, we got 20 years, 22 years together, almost 23 now. And, you know, there have been some patterns that have been hanging around since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is that, that their patterns are easier. I mean, let's just put it, it's, it's the path of least resistance, right? If we just crawl into our familiar patterns and we don't have to change. And yet the breakthrough in your marriage comes when you get past those familiar patterns. And I get that they feel easier and they feel comfortable, but those patterns aren't necessarily growing your marriage. It's like when I you know, told you guys about that conversation, I could have easily have just shut down done my like little silent dance, like, you know, being resentful, sitting there going, okay, I will sit here and talk budget numbers with you, but I'm not really going to engage. And here's the other side of that too. I learned something as well, because I need to change the way I approach Elisa in this time. We had a show we, we did some time back, tone and timing, mm-hmm. right? I learned in that moment, my tone was way off and I had to check myself. And the timing of how I w- brought this up wasn't the best. And so even in that moment, as Elisa brought all this up to me, I was like, okay, that I need to make sure that I am being clear with Elisa when we're going to be talking about this stuff. Because I've been mulling it, I was mulling it over in my head for days, 
maybe even longer, probably more like a week or more. Mm -hmm. And so when I approached her about it, everything was mulling around in my head was like, well, just do it. Just give me that number. You don't need to know anything more. And yet my tone and timing of how I approach the situation needs to change. So the next time I know we come into budget time stuff, my tone needs to be way different. And the timing of it needs to be at a time of like approaching Elisa before we just sit down to do the budget. I need to approach her a week before to to give her more insights or maybe two days or three days before to give her more insights of what we're going to be doing. So learning both sides of the of the table there. And, and you know in doing so, you know when we start looking at change and we're going to give you guys some very specific uh, strategies around that in today's show, but you know here's the thing. In your marriage guys, those patterns are either grow, you know, they've got two options when you've got patterns, cycles, things going on in your marriage. They either need to be growing your marriage like you're doing things consistently that are growing your marriage or you need to check them because if they're not, there's only two options, right? They're either growing it or they're killing it, right? Most patterns don't, there's not really a whole lot of middle ground because if you think, well, it's just okay, then you're probably falling into it's killing it, mm-hmm. right? It's the couple that says, well, you know what? Our sex life looks the same all the time. Okay. That's probably killing your marriage. Great that you're having sex, whatever your you know frequency is, but sometimes you need a little variety, Right. Sometimes, you know, and, and so some of you are, are in that place of, you know, we're not good. We got to break through some of those negative patterns. And some of you are sitting here going, you know what, Alisa, we're good. <laughs> right. I mean, we're in that, like, you know, we're falling more into that category where Tony said, you know what, we're rocking and rolling. There's nothing really bad going on in your marriage. And, and I just want to share, I mean, this is episode 370, I think that mm-hmm. you're listening to right now. So going back 270 episodes, I can't even do the math in my head. That's probably like five years ago. Mm. We recorded episode 100. It was a listener feedback show. And there was a guy in that show that basically said, good is not okay. You know, you all want to be striving for extraordinary. And it's why so many of you are so engaged with the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. It's why you're sharing it with your friends. It's why you're getting them engaged in all the material. And and to get to extraordinary, you need to stop waiting for your spouse to grow and change. And you need to, you need to take the lead and do what you can do first. Right? It's that whole example of, you know, our communication the other night when I just said, you know what, I'm not going to wait for Tony to figure out he's got to change his tone and timing with me. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell him in the moment that this is not okay, that I'm having a disconnect with him because I I, want to be a participant, but yeah. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. But, you know, we want to make sure that we equip you with some areas where you can grow and take action steps, you know, make action steps this week. But I want to remind you, don't forget to get your copy of Call to Love today and then email your receipt to bonus at calltolovebook.com so that you guys get that free audio book. And I'm going to just say, I've been editing that book and the audio portion of that is four hours long. So you are going to get a ton read by the author, Elisa, when you get the book at calledalovebook.com. It's, it was seriously, I had so much fun recording the audio book because, and I just, as an aside, I just want to share with you guys, just like on the show when we, I get impassioned and just get all worked up. And sometimes you guys are like, okay, Elisa, relax, relax. The same thing happened in reading the audio book. It's not your kind of monotone book. There's a lot of emotion and excitement in there. And so I'm so mm-hmm. excited for y'all to check that out. Make sure you, you get it at calledalovebook.com and then email that receipt to bonus at calledalovebook.com. So 
you know, those of you who have been listening for a little while, remember that we did shows 357 to 362, which addressed all of the different intimacies, right? We spent like six weeks talking about financial, emotional, recreational, physical, and spiritual. Well, the reality is, is that it's been about 12 weeks Mm -hmm. since we did that first show. And so, you know, now it's time to check in and, and see what you're doing, what you've been doing and where you need to make the change. In other words, it's a quarterly check time, mm-hmm. right? We, if we were, if we're going to go next level, we need to know that what we put forth, you know, beginning of the year, is it coming to fruition? Are we, are we making those things a reality in our lives? See, so many people will not do goals or put goals up because if you don't reach them, you feel like a failure. And yet you'll hit nothing if you put nothing out there. So you're better off putting something and achieving 80% than putting nothing out there and achieving zero. And believe me, this is something I've had to work through in my own life. And it's, it is tough. And yet when you begin to look at like, this isn't a failure, right? If I didn't hit it 100%, it's okay. It, it is truly okay. We are not all perfect. And yet at least we have those goals up there to strive for and go after. Because let's face it, if you hit 80%, like Tony was talking about, let's just say in your in your financial intimacy, like you guys decide you're going to do a budget and, okay, let's say 66% because that's two, two thirds, right? Mm-hmm. You did two out of three months. Okay. That's two out of three months more than you were doing it last year. Mm-hmm. That's success. Yeah. That's success. And that's what we really want to, we want to get you guys to, but as we're talking about change, I know a lot of you are familiar with the parable in the Bible that talks about, you know, you can't take deal with the speck in your neighbor's eye until you take the plank out of your own eye. It's actually one of the, one of the days that I do and called to love. And, and the truth is, is that we can't change our spouses, right? Like it's very easy for me to look at Tony and be like, well, Tony needs to change how he talks to me or Tony needs to change, you know, in that communication example from a couple days ago, Tony needs to change his, his timing. Like he should have handled this a different way. I very easily could have put it all on Tony. Truth is I can't change him. He's got to come to that realization. So I'm not going to deal with the spec on him. I'm going to check myself, take that plank out of my own eye and be like, what do I need to change? Well, I need to change how I show up in that moment. Right. And that's what we're talking about here. You know, if it's, if it's finances and you need to sit down and say, you know what, I'm not going to get all weirded out about talking about money with you. We're going to create an environment. If it's, if it's physical touch mm-hmm. and, and you know, I talk to so many people whose spouse, like physical touch is their primary love language. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you want to be touched? And for some, it's, it's an arm on the shoulder. You guys know for Tony, he wants to have his hand held when we're driving in the car or a hand on the knee. Okay. Start showing up. Right. If they've asked for it, if they've identified for it, you set, you don't put it on them. Well, you just have to like, like less touch. No, guys, we're married. Mm-hmm. We're married. We need to ser- come to our spouses with a servant heart and, and love from a place of serving. And that's what, that's really like, if we could wrap our head and hearts around the idea that change is, it's not about like, you know, being, you know, submissive to our spouses while well, you, you're demanding change. No, let's approach change from this idea of serving our spouses, right? Let's look at what we can do in our marriages and, and think about, okay, how can I better love by changing things inside of me? You know, and a lot of you, and we're going to put, um, we're going to attach it to these show notes, the intimacy wheel that we talked about 12 weeks ago, because that allows you to look and go, okay, you know what? Emotional intimacy, financial, recreational, spiritual, Sexual. Thank you. 
Yeah, and I want to. I'm going to add one thing too. As Elisa said, love, love isn't only that feeling you felt when you first met. So good, right? Love is a verb. It's an action. It's something we do. And so, if you're in a place where you don't have that loving feeling, like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have those butterflies anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll raise my hand. I, I get those butterflies at times when I am with Elisa. It's not something that happens every day, and yet, it is the action of loving her, right? When she says something like, hey, this is this really allows me to connect with you during X, Y, Z, this time, or, you know, like our coffee break is a big thing for Elisa because it allows for that connection. So for me, it is making sure that I'm present and I'm there when we're in those moments. And I've been caught when I haven't been in those moments. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm listening. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's like, uh, are you here? No, I'm honestly, I'm not. And so love is a verb. It's an action. You can, you can honestly, and I truly believe through being intentional that you can shift your whole marriage by just look, stop looking at the feeling of love that you used to have when you first met and begin to love on your spouse in many different ways. You know what? We have a an article I'm going to link up to, but it's it's about romancing your spouse, like 15 mm-hmm. days to romancing your spouse. That'd be awesome. Uh, I forget the name of it, but I'm going to put a link to it because it's actually ways that you can go out there and love on your spouse. The action, right? That taking that action because it's a verb. So you know, in looking at those intimacy areas, and, and just like let's get specific on looking at change for the next 12 weeks. You know, where can you step up your personal game when it comes to communication? Is it tone and timing? Is it being fully present in the conversations? Is it initiating conversations? You know, when you look at your recreational intimacy and the things that you are doing together, do you need to step up your game and plan a date night? Do you need to engage in what your spouse has picked for date night? Right? Instead of being like, well, I don't really want to do that. Who cares? You're going on a date with your spouse. Enjoy it. Right? Choose to be, choose to be present and enjoy it. You know, when you look at your physical intimacy, both sexual and non-sexual, like, let me be clear, you need both in your marriage. You know, how are you, how are you loving on your spouse? How are you making sure that they feel loved up? Right? Where are you going with that? How's your spiritual intimacy? You know, what are the two of you doing to draw closer to each other and to God? And, and just, you know, as a little aside, if you need a little help here, make sure you pick up Call to Love book. It's 40 days. It will definitely help the two of you get closer. But you know, for the next 12, oh, fi- I forgot to mention finances. Mm-hmm. You know, are you communicating about your finances? Do you need to sit down and do a budget, you know, n- starting next month, starting this month? Because we're not that far into it when you first listen to the show. You know, do you need to like bring your receipts to your spouse? Whatever it is. What is the, what is the one thing, one area, one intimacy that as you look at the next 12 weeks, we're going into another quarter here. As you look at the next 12 weeks, what's one area? And also for those of you who did stick to it, who said, Hey, you know what? We did write down some goals looking back and going, where did, where did we do awesome? Like, where did we hit 80, 90%? Where did we, where did we come up a little shy? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's being able to see those. And then for the next quarter to be able to go, you know what? We missed our walks. Like we had planned. This is one area that Elisa and I, this quarter, we, we missed out on those walk-in talks that we love so much. We really missed out on those. And so we're looking forward and going, it's spring. We need to make it a point for ourselves to be out there doing our walk-in talks three times a week. That is 
what our goal is for our lives and our marriage because of that half hour connection, an hour and a half a week that we get to ourselves. And hey, you know what? It's again, looking at that and going, okay, maybe you did hit that 80, 90% or in an area and you're going, man, that was awesome. So what's, where are we going to hone in again in that area? Because we still have more to go. Like when Elise and I had to get out of debt, it didn't happen in a quarter. It happened over the course of about a year and a half, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit more. So each month and then each quarter, we had to continue looking at those numbers that go, okay, are we making progress to our goal of getting ourselves out of debt? And I've used the analogy before, and I, I just want to close with this, guys. You know, when you, when you drive a car, and I know most of you have cars in your lives, you go in every, you know, roughly every quarter, every 5,000 miles, however you drive. I mean, here in California, we could actually go a little more frequently to get an oil change, right? You do it. Why do you do it? Because you want to maintain your engine. You want to make sure your car is doing well, all of this kind of stuff. I, I would just ask you right now, as you hear the show in closing, to really think about how much more valuable is your marriage mm. than a car? How much more important is this relationship? And you know, I'm going to assume that the answer is infinitely more important Then, if you're taking your car in once a quarter, shouldn't you at least be taking your marriage in once a quarter to check on these intimacies, to have the kind of sit down, revisit the intimacy wheel and saying, how are we doing? What did we do really well the last 12 weeks? What's the one area or two areas that we want to look at for next quarter? And what's our plan to get there? Because when the two of you became one on your wedding day, you became a united front. And as we equip you each and every week on the One Extraordinary Marriage show to have that extraordinary marriage, we want you to be taking the actions to get there. Yep. So go out there, pick one area again, look at it over the quarter. Maybe it's two of them that you're going to pick over this next quarter. Go after it. Change happens one step at a time from where we are now to where we're going. When I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, I didn't start at the the Mexican-American or the U.S. border and then end up in Canada the next day. I took one step day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day for four and a half months until I ended up in Canada. That's the same thing we gotta be doing in our marriage. We gotta take a step today to get to that next place and then to the next place. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Don't forget, pick up Elisa's newest book, Call to Love, at calltolovebook.com. Send your receipt to bonus at calltolovebook.com, and you're going to get the full audio, four hours, so you can listen to it when you're driving, when you're at work, wherever you may be. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week.